Welcome to The Conscious Investor. Let's get started. been an extraordinary week being able to feature Todd Smith on the podcast. And this is our final segment for this week. And I asked Todd, say, hey, Todd, what is this one mindset shift that you made in your life that just was a game changer? Yeah, there's been so many and like so many things make a big difference. But I think one of the things that made a huge difference for me. And we, we kind of alluded to this at the beginning, like there's just a lot, there's always lots of problems to navigate, right? Some big, some small, right? Yep. And so always. I, remember, I remember a couple of years ago feeling like stuck, like how am I going to, like, how am I going to eat the elephant kind of conversation? And, uh, and I remember, you know, God giving me this thought, you know, just take the next best step. Mm. Like that's just, it's just do your best, be excellent. And take and be wise and take the next best step. And so when I when I'm feeling overwhelmed, and some of the you know some of the projects that we all take on, I mean the one I'm doing right now feels a bit overwhelming because it's something out of my normal range, and um, and I have to remember it's just like here comes this someone's asking me this question I don't know the answer and it could hold everything up. Like okay, so what's the next thing that I can do that would you know address the question? It may not get the it may not be the final answer. But at least it gets me a little bit closer. And so, you know, just yesterday we had to get a bunch of stuff put together for the municipality and send it off. And um, and it was just a small thing, but I needed somebody to be a witness to uh, to the signature page on this on this agreement. And we were not anywhere where I had someone kind of who I knew and knew me handy to do it. And um, I just had to say, okay, you know. Where could I, where could I get this done if I had to find somebody? So I found somebody, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the first option or the easiest, most convenient option. And, if, and I had to have the stuff in today. And so there was that moment of, okay, I just pause. Okay. What's the next thing I could do to solve this and just forget about the eventual outcome. Just like, what's that little thing that can be done? What could move it further down the field? So that's helped me out a lot. And I think connected to that. I know you only asked for one, but two, this is the second. No. One. Oh my gosh. I and, love it. Bonus. Are you kidding me? You know, I'm like, just keep going, Todd. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, many people on this, on this podcast may have read Dan Sullivan's book, who not how. And I think I was kind of, I've been thinking about this for uh, quite a while. Like how can I just focus on the things that I'm really good at and I enjoy doing. And that kind of stems out of the strategic coach's concept of unique ability. And this shows up in a lot of different places. There's a really great book called the power of uniqueness that uh, I would recommend that speaks to the same concept that, you know, God didn't make us to be great at everything. You know, he's, he's designed us to be, you know, great at certain things. So anyways, um, being more intentional about looking like, how do I not do this myself? Like, how do I, who can I find that can get it done for me? And, and oftentimes I find these are people who I'm already paid or hiring to do this stuff. And I'm either just not asking or I'm not, thinking about, Hey, this is actually within their scope of work. Like I don't, I don't need to do this. They they're supposed to, they know how to do it. They actually like doing it. So just ask. Right. And so there was, um, you know, our plan for this project is to use modular construction 
So that's one of the ideas that we wanted to kind of get in place. And um, so I'm working with a modular consultant to help us kind of put the whole thing together. And I was doing some stuff that, you know, it was probably good for me to know the top level what was happening, but he's actually an expert and I've actually hired him to do this. So why am I spending my time on it? So I think asking that question, you know, who could do this uh, versus me, like, you know, and, and almost thinking about it this way, like, who can I bless by doing this? Because they actually like it and they're great at it. And this gives them a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment when they do these things. And they love to be in partnership with people who, you know, can give them that kind of work. And we have this, and I think this comes out in, in uh, the Who Not How book, is that these synergies develop between people when they're doing things that they're good at, made to do, designed to do. And then, and it's like, it's a great payoff for everybody. Was that, this is all just gold. I feel like you're just like, and here, take all of this, all of this treasure right here. It's this treasure chest. So what I'm hearing though is, or what I'm wondering is, did you have to make a shift in your own thinking to receive that? Um, and the other question would be, well, let's start, let's start there. Yeah. Cause I think, I think um, sometimes I feel like, Hey, I, I don't want to ask this person to do this because it's inconvenient for them or it's late in the day or, Oh, I should have thought of this three days ago, but now it's going to be last minute or something. It's not always like that. But I think the thought behind that is, you know, this person doesn't deserve this hassle versus thinking about it as, you know, this person, this is, this is what they like to do. They want to solve this problem. So I had to kind of, I think I had to shift to thinking that, um, you know, I'm, I'm burdening this person to this person actually likes this stuff. That's why, that's why they're doing it. So, you know, give them the joy of doing it, all right, and, and release the hassle of me having to do something that I'm not particularly good at, or I'll lose track of, or that kind of thing. Did you have to release any ego or any control issues? A lot of people listening, you know, are high achieving professionals, and so as oftentimes as high achievers, we have to learn that our our ego is not on the line, or I don't as this whole concept is, I don't have to do everything, but you you get to a point. So like, is there any learning there? Did you have to check your ego at some point in order to cross into this realm? Yeah, I think, I think uh, specifically in the area of design, because I had this thing like, Hey, I'm a designer, right? (laughs) Right. Like, uh, Like I'm the one who has to make sure it looks great. And we have the, you know, the best spatial layouts here and all those sorts of things. So I kind of had that decide, this is what I wanted to hold on to as my expression of my, my giftedness or my contribution to the project or whatever is. And um, so on this, on this last project, um, you know, I, ha- I knew what we wanted in terms of the, how, it was, how we wanted it to go, but then I let, I let somebody else pull all the details together. And then I'm just now putting in, giving input. But for the longest time, I would have wanted to like get my little you know, computer program going and map it all out. And, and I like doing that. So it's, it's not as though it's, uh, it's not as though I'm, um, wouldn't do that out of just the joy of doing it, but it's just not the best use of my time. And I can still have the creative fulfillment of having input into the process versus driving the whole process or handling all the details of the process. So that was a realization that there was this part of me that identified as designer and to that I'm, that's not my identity. And so I can let that go. 
It's, it's interesting also that concept of even working in your business versus working on your business. And there's a, a little similarity with this here where, you know, you can still be a designer and successful in that regard. And you can do the overarching part, but someone else can do all the detailed work. And that allows you to go work on other things and yeah. to replicate and duplicate. Is that, would you say that that's on the right track? Yeah. And you know what? Other people may find this as well, but I find that like I'm comfortable in certain areas, like certain functions and not so comfortable in others. So as I free up time, like for example, on this design stuff, that means I've got more time to say, you know, go find more investment partners or that sort of thing. That's one of the things in the kind of the next phase of our business is we need to have some way to attract capital, whether it, and, and I'm, I'm struggling with, do I do that? Or do I partner with somebody who's who is good at that? And um, but if I'm stuck in design, which I really enjoy, that doesn't that doesn't really push me forward because that's not the part of our business that needs the most help. The part of our business that needs the most help is figuring out who can do things other than me, and that includes bringing in money. That includes having a a manufacturing and construction partner. That includes using planners and consultants to do all the all the stuff interacting with, with municipalities to get approvals done. Like those are the kinds of things I don't need to, I don't really need to be doing myself, but if I'm, if I'm down there, it makes me feel like I'm getting stuff done, but not the most important things. So it's a bit scary because then now I have to kind of step into a zone of uncertainty and figure out, you know, what is the best use of, of my time here? And if it's going to be hard, like how do I overcome that feeling of um, resistance to do something difficult? You've just gone full circle. You realize I'm just having this mind blowing like moment here. Where I realize in this little segment, you've literally gone full circle back to the elephant one step right. at a time. Just take one step at a time, you know, and that's what you're doing. So you did the one step at a time in the design world. And now you're taking one step at a time and it's leveling up. Okay. How do we grow this business? How do we, so that we can do more, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just goes back to the elephant and, it's almost, I don't know if you are follow. I don't, this is, you and I could spend a while talking about this. We won't, but you know, homework for people might be is which position are you with the elephant? Are you behind the elephant trying to push the elephant? Cause I don't think we should ever try it. There are times where we have to maybe rise to an occasion, but I think the moment we start pushing, it becomes something different, more about us. And we're not in synergy with what's going on. But so are you pushing an elephant? Are you walking beside an elephant? Do you have a tether to the elephant? And are you walking the elephant from the front or are you riding the elephant on top? <laughs> yeah, I guess there could be lots of positions there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think you're right. If you're, if, and this is something I've had to struggle with on, on occasion as well mm-hmm. is, am I pushing too hard on something? Am I forcing something? Mm-hmm. Is, should it be this hard? And if, if it's, uh, and so I think there's a real discernment around, am I, am I pushing something hard because it's not meant to be, for lack of a better word, or am I pushing something hard to overcome the obstacle to get to the next step? So I think that sometimes can be hard to figure out. There have been a number of times where I wanted to just drop this thing because it's, you know, whatever, whatever hurdle it was just seemed like again, or another one, or that sort of thing. Like, maybe this is my signal to just take this a different way and and move on to another project. So um, I think that's, that's something that really is hard to figure out sometimes. Okay. I'd be remiss and I'd be doing the listeners a disservice if I didn't ask, 
how, how do you, Todd Smith, figure that out and come to a point of peace to know I'm pushing too hard and I need to relax and release this and accept things or no, I'm pushing hard because this is what I need to be pushing on. How do you know the difference? That's a really good question. And I would, I would have to credit my wife for asking me this. That kind of keeps me on track. So, you know, even as, even as recently as a few months ago, we ran into problems with, uh, like with our manufacturing on this project. And I thought, you know what, maybe it's time just to get the lots developed. We'll sell the land because we can, we can do well. And then I'll, I'll just find something else. Cause this just seems like it's continually frustrating and it's taking longer than I expected or, and want. And, um, and so she asked, you know, she asked me, well, you know, what, what's, what's God giving you to do? You just do that. And I had to sit back and say, okay, this is it. Like I have other things that we're working on, but like, this is the one that's most mature, most ready to come to fruition. And when I sat back and looked at, you know, what is the problem here? It's not insurmountable. We can find a solution. I was just tired of it. So that may be, that may <laughs> be just like, you hear people talk about this, like with, uh, with marketing, for example, right? They just want to change up their logo or change up their marketing approach because they think like they're bored with it, right. but their customers are not. And so I think that happens on projects like this too. Like I've been working on this for a few years and I'm kind of ready for it to move on to the next stage. And so I'm impatient and I want it and I'm bored with it, but uh, you know, you have to have somebody who speaks into your life that says, okay, it, you know, it's just, just you cause you're, I'm, I'm bored or right. I'm frustrated. Or is this the thing that you're supposed to, you know, this, this is just the thing you're supposed to move past. So I think having, I think having, uh, you know, a group of people around you to give you input on that. So I have a bunch of business guys who I meet with regularly. And so there've been times when they said, you know, pull the plug on something like you're spending too much money or it's taking too much time, or, you know, this resource is not working out. You you can't see it because you're in the middle of the problem, but we can tell you that it's not going to work from either experience or just having watched you bang your head on the wall for the last number of months or years. So that'd be another way I think is to have wise counsel. I think if you don't have people around you who can speak honestly into your life on that level, and that means a deeper relationship because they know what's going on, but if like that is paramount to really having, you know, a rich level of success. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to share all those experiences with people, with those people too. Right. And obviously they're going to have their own roadblocks and challenges that you can bring your wisdom to. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a virtuous circle in that sense. Oh my gosh. This is exceptional. I don't want to end this conversation, um, but I can't believe our time, our recording slot is like at the end. Um, Todd, what are ways that people are listening and they're blown away because you are so wise and your perspective is just amazing. Um, they want to connect up with you. Best place for them to go connect up with you. Yeah, find me on LinkedIn. Look for a Todd Smith and uh, Toronto, Canada. You'll see my big beard probably on the on the photo. And um, you can also go to our, our website, which is DEPT356.com. Make sure Thanks you so much it. for having me. This has been really great. I loved it. It's been exceptional. This is the best way to start my day by far. <laughs> I'm so grateful for your time. Um, and listeners, definitely go. This is another, um, another instance where Todd and I met over on LinkedIn. It's such a rich place full of amazing people that, um, I've actually been able to cultivate real 
relationships with, which is amazing. Um, so definitely go check out Todd and see what he's up to. And, um, you know, maybe there's an investor out there that's listening, that's resonating with what you have going on. So if you're that person, then definitely shoot him a DM and, and get connected. Todd, thank you. Always looking for partners and people to connect with. So that'd be great. Thanks, Julie. Yep. All right. Until next time, everybody live big, go love bigger. What's the big deal about investing in apartments? Why is it better than investing in a slew of single family homes? I've compiled a lot of information on why investing in a multifamily, also known as apartments, will help you reach your investment goals. Head over to threekeysinvestments.com and download the Why Invest in Multifamily guide today.